The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski. And let's go to the National Weather Service. John Hitchcock joining us this morning. It appears, John, that today is going to be the hottest day so far this summer. How intense is it going to be? Yeah, good morning, Susan and Brian. We have a very warm day on the way today for western New York. But the good news is for Buffalo, uh, we'll have a southwest wind off Lake Erie. So really not that bad here at all. Uh, We'll be hotter as you move north and east away from Lake Erie. Uh, So places from Niagara County eastward across Orleans, Genesee County, and then over towards Rochester and Syracuse uh, will reach the low 90s today, and the heat index will reach the mid to upper 90s in those areas. But for Buffalo, with that nice breeze off Lake Erie, uh, highs will range from the lower 80s of the lakeshore to around 90 in the more distant eastern and northeastern suburbs. Okay, so by the water, feeling uh, pretty good, just like a really warm summer day. Those heat indexes, I mean, do we get much hotter than that, you know, typically in a summer in western New York? Yeah, we can. Uh, we typically see about a half a dozen days like today per year. So today is, is nothing too spectacular. It's just a pretty standard uh, hot, humid summer day. What about heat advisories for parts of the region then? Yeah, we do have a heat advisory in effect for Niagara, Orleans, and Genesee County. Uh, that's it for western New York. Then the heat advisory expand across Rochester and Syracuse. Uh, but for much of western New York, the wind off Lake Erie, and then the higher terrain in the southern tier will help out today. So we benefit from, from Lake Erie this time of year. Over the weekend, what are we looking at? Yeah, the heat only lasts for one day today, and then a cold front moves across the area late tonight and tomorrow morning. So we're back to the 70s for highs on Saturday, and that cooler weather will last through most of next week. Uh, we expect highs in the 70s most days, Sunday through uh, at least Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, so we're back to a cooler-than-normal pattern after one day of hot weather. You know, John, it's being reported that July is on track to be the Earth's hottest month ever recorded. Is July around here higher than average? Uh, we're not far from average here. We've uh, been lucky. We haven't really gotten into the persistent hot weather that most of the country has. Uh, so we've been fortunate here in the Great Lakes and Northeast. All right, John, we appreciate the time. As always, John Hitchcock at the National Weather Service here in Buffalo. It's 73 right now in Buffalo. Heat all over the country. Another round of record-breaking heat taking over much of the U.S. July has become the hottest month on record. Life-threatening in some cases. In El Paso, Texas, temperatures have hit 100 for 43 straight days, while Phoenix, Arizona has seen a scorching 110 degrees for nearly 30 days in a row. The extreme temperatures have officials in Maricopa County bracing for the worst. The medical examiner's office bringing in a fleet of coolers to house the anticipated surge in heat-related deaths, similar to the height of the pandemic, saying their medical examiner's office is currently at 106% capacity. That's Andrew Dimbert reporting. After a lengthy back and forth, the downtown Bray Miller market will get its funding. WBEN's Max Ferry is here with more on how it happened. The Buffalo Common Council in special session on Thursday unanimously approved millions of federal dollars to allocate to small Buffalo businesses, made possible through the American Rescue Plan Act. This deal paved the way for the council to also approve eligibility for more than $562,000 in pandemic relief funds for Bray Miller Market. I want Bray Millers to do well. I want every business who sticks their neck out there to do well. This was not a matter of one of a particular business. It was a matter of process. It was a matter of equity. It was a matter of making sure 
that those who did not have relationships, that we built those relationships now so that other businesses would benefit. Council President Darius Pridgen. Specifically, the council approved $3.5 million in grants for struggling Buffalo small businesses. Buffalo will see an additional $2 million through loans made possible through an agreement with the National Development Council. This money has been long and arduous to get out, and this money was not meant for the municipality to sit on to collect dust or interest. We need this money out on the street. And as we move forward, when we come back from recess, I want to start seeing actual contracts come to the committee because some of these moving items, they're nice. They're words on a piece of paper. Until we start seeing contracts with a lot of organizations, this is just talk. So we need to move forward. Fillmore District Councilman Mitch Nowakowski. Over $1 million in aid will most likely be on the way for the Bray Miller market. Developer Paul Simonelli promised $500,000 for Bray Miller, contingent on the council approving their loan. Hear more at WBEN.com. This is Max Ferry for WBEN.com News. The money, which will be used by Bray Miller to pay its vendors and provide capital, still needs to be approved by the Buffalo Urban Renewal Agency, which is chaired by Mayor Brown. The council yesterday also approving the mayor's plan to use $60 million in federal COVID pandemic aid to cover budget shortfalls in 2024 and 2025. It adds to American Rescue Plan funds the city previously set aside to close budget gaps. Almost half of the American Rescue Plan funds the city received will go for that purpose. The $60 million approved yesterday cut from a variety of community projects. Mitch Nowakowski on why the decision was made. I can't stress enough that Councilmember Wyatt, who's the finance chair, has been saying we've, uh, this body, especially these members, have been shouting from the rooftops, there's going to be a tough day that's coming. Let's just you do the basic math. We're, u- we're utilizing 30, 40, 50 million dollars to cover budget holes. How do you make that up in one calendar year? You don't. So we're going, the day is coming. So we want to work hard, and we have been with the administration, to be prudent, to use more of a scalpel than a sledgehammer when these days come. And, you know, these ARP dollars were relief funds. So we need to start relieving people of their burdens and in their businesses. And I can't stress enough that we need to get this money out the door. Common Council Member Mitch Nowakowski. A 13-year-old has been arrested in the vandalism at MLK Park Casino in Buffalo earlier this month. Mayor Byron Brown said a family member recognized the 13-year-old in a video that was released this week and brought the teen who turned himself in. He also said that more arrests could be coming in connection with this case. The teen's charged with third-degree burglary and criminal mischief. In addition to the vandalism, police said a large amount of industrial glue was poured near the base of the splash pad at the park. The damage in total estimated at around $50,000. The arrest follows another case of vandalism in which a picnic table and a garbage can were tossed into a pool at Riverside Park. There was a separate incident at Casanova Park earlier this week where another 13-year-old is facing charges. Bill's training camp giving many fans a -a once-a-year opportunity to go face-to-face with some of their favorite athletes. WBEN's Brayton Wilson is outside of Rochester where yesterday that was true for a special group of people. Thursday was a meaningful day for members of the Special Olympics of New York as they got a close and personal chance to meet and interact with several Buffalo Bills players at training camp in Rochester. Erica Rapel, Senior Director of Development for the Special Olympics of New York's Western Region, 
knows this annual trip to Bill's training camp is a special one for many athletes. It's incredible. Our athletes look forward to this every single year, and we're so fortunate to have a great partnership with the Buffalo Bills that they give us this opportunity. Uh, this is a lot of our athletes' first time being able to be a part of something Buffalo Bills related, so it's great for them to come out and be a part of this, and the players are absolutely fantastic, and they come over and they say hi to all of our athletes, and it's a highlight of their year. The Special Olympics of New York designates one practice of every training camp to take its athletes to St. John Fisher University for that up-and-close look at the Bills gearing up for the upcoming season of football. As for the athletes, Unified Athlete Brad says his first training camp experience with the Bills was a happy occasion that he enjoyed very much as he got to meet some of his new favorite players and have a chance to get some memorabilia autographed to take home. The guy who just came out, his name is Spencer. Spencer's my favorite. And Josh Allen, Ryan Bay, and Tyler Rapp. More from Thursday's interactions between athletes in Rochester is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. Great to see that happen and uh, looking forward to more coverage from Brayton at training camp. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Partly to mostly sunny, hot and humid today with temperatures near 90 degrees. Tonight we're near 70 with showers and thunder showers rolling through the area. Some scattered showers and thunder showers to start your Saturday will be much cooler tomorrow with temperatures in the mid to upper 70s. Partly sunny mid 70s on Sunday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Mark Murphy is joining us this morning, the CEO of Greenlight Networks. You're already working in the area, Mark. Tell us about your plans for the east side. Well, good morning, Susan, and thanks for having me on today. So we, we've just completed uh, about con- construction to about 1,000 homes on the east side. We expect to get to another 1,000 by year end. Um, that completes a $2 million investment that we're making in the east side of Buffalo this year. And um, it's something we're really proud of, and, and it was it, it's a lot of hard work, and I'm really proud of our team for getting it done. This rollout began a while ago. You're finally able to get some homes online on the east side. We know up in North Tonawanda a few months ago we were talking about you know the beginning stages of a rollout there. What goes into this process from you know when we hear about it, you know a new network is coming to actually being able to provide that service? So everything that we're doing is brand new and it's all our own. So it's a brand new fiber network. We're not buying it from anyone else or using anyone else's existing plant out there. So it, it starts with our engineering team taking a look at the area, figuring out the most efficient design. We've got to work very closely with the utility companies. So as an example, in, in the uh, Cold Springs area that we just completed, uh, we worked with the, the Niagara Mohawk folks and the, the Verizon folks to make sure that those poles were safe. We had to replace a whole bunch of them. We had to get tree trimming done. We had to do all these other things to make sure that our folks could safely work in that space. That process takes the, probably the longest of, of everything we do. So that takes uh, at least half a year. And in some cases it can take multiple years, unfortunately. Um, from there, our folks, it's pretty straightforward, although, you know, when we work in uh, the city, what, what one of the challenges are, there's there's a lot of fences, there's a lot of gates to get access back to those poles. And so that means that the folks doing the work for us, it just, it just takes longer, unfortunately, um, which is why I, I'm really, really proud of what, what they've been able to accomplish. What is installation like? I mean, how long does it roughly take when you start moving into an area? So in terms of from a customer standpoint, it's very simple at this point. Now we've got all the fiber in place and it's just a matter of running the fiber from 
the pole or in some cases where we've done underground work from the, the, the pedestal or the vault in front of the house. Um, and then, so we run that and then the customer, we let them know that the service is ready to go and we schedule uh, the installation at their convenience, which takes usually less than an hour. When you move into a new area, I know we've talked in the past and you're focusing on areas that don't have a lot of options, which is a lot of Western New York when it comes to internet service. Are people necessarily talking about speed, about the quality of service, or are people just happy to have another option that they could potentially turn to? I, I think it's both. I mean, I think the product that we offer and the service that we, we surround it with are are best in class. We've got a customer service, service score, satisfaction score, of an, uh, which is an 84 net promoter score, which is, you know, best in any industry, but compared to other internet service providers who have, you know, a single digit or even a negative number in some cases, you know, customers are, are really, really happy when they get the service and word of mouth has been great. And that's kind of how we sell our product. There is competition now for consumers, which hasn't always been the case. How affordable is it? So uh, our base product is 500 megs up and down, and that's for $50. And what we've done is we've been an early participant in the affordable connectivity program. And so for folks that are on other assistance programs or even uh, have somebody in the house that's getting a Pell Grant, they're able to get $30 off that bill. So it's only going to cost them $20 for a best-in-class internet product, and they get another $100 off uh, for a device, whether it's a computer or, or another device to connect to the internet. So it's, it's, I think that's a lot of value for, for a very fair price. Where else is Greenlight looking to expand, or do you have kind of all that you can chew for right now? We're actually expanding all over New York State right now. Uh, in addition to Buffalo, specifically in Buffalo, we're continuing to expand in the city, and we'll continue to do that uh, through next year and beyond, more than likely. Um, we're in Cheektowaga right now. We're doing work up in North Tonawanda right now as well. And we've, we're going to continue to expand in, in Western New York and, and across the state, and we're looking at other states as well because, as you pointed out, I think competition is – is something that people are longing for. Uh, we're happy to to compete for and earn people's business, and um, and competition makes everybody better. It drives prices down. It makes it makes the service better for everyone. So we're happy to be part of that solution. Uh, Mark, how long has Greenlight Networks been around here? Actually, tomorrow we're going to celebrate our twelfth anniversary. Okay. So there you go. 12 yeah. years. Uh, I know in the Rochester area mostly now moving on on uh, here to Buffalo. What have you seen, you know, in terms of people uh, latching on to green light when you move in to an area? Are people switching? Are they interested, but maybe not jumping to green light just yet? Uh, how are you in terms of getting customers online? We're doing really well. I think what happens is, and we're seeing this in every market that we go to, we've been established in Rochester, as you pointed out, for 12 years now. And and so we've long had a lot of great excitement on, on social media and, and just neighbors actually walking down the, the road and, and knocking on doors and passing out, uh, handing out door hangers for us and doing whatever else because they want the service that bad. And in Buffalo, it's really no different. We're getting a great reception in the neighborhoods that we're serving, um, 
and and so and, and we try to be part of the community. So we had an event yesterday at the library that that went really well, and we'll continue to do other things to to do outreach and answer people's questions, and and just make sure that they know that you know we're not we're not going anywhere. We're part of this community. We're proud to be in this community, and um, and now people have a choice. Hey, Mark, thank you for joining us, and best of luck with this project now going forward. Thanks so much. This was great. Mark Murphy, CEO of Greenlight Networks. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.